a lot of times people will say, oh, you know how that mother-daughter relationship is. It's really <laughs> tension-filled. And and we just want to share that there can be a better way to, to approach relationships within the family. We don't have to live under that declaration of, oh, things are tight or things are rough. And, and that applies um, to, to how you see your family members and also the people that you work with that you don't have to be, oh, you know, she's just one of those bosses that's really tough. Um, but we, we can speak words of life. That's the big thing for us is just speaking, affirming words and giving people um, word gifts is really the way that we've termed it. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking with the dynamic mother-daughter duo, Dr. Helen McIntosh and Blythe Daniel to learn about the importance of communication and affirmation. Dr. Helen McIntosh has her doctorate in counseling psychology and has been a counselor, speaker, and educator. She's also a reality therapy certified educator. She's the author of Messages to Myself, Overcoming a Distorted Self-Image, and Eric Josue and the Peace Rug. Her work has appeared in Guidepost, Parent Life, and Home Life magazines. She resides in Georgia with her husband, Jim, and they have two children, son, Brian, and daughter, Blythe, who's here today, and five grandchildren. Now, Blythe Daniel is a literary agent and marketer with over 20 years of publishing experience. She speaks at writers' conferences and appears on podcasts and other interviews. She writes for Crosswalk.com, Today's Christian Living, and Proverbs 31 Ministries. She links hundreds of bloggers with millions of readers through Blog About. And her passion is really helping authors share their stories. She and her mother, Dr. Helen McIntosh, co-authored Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, and the latest, I Love You, Mom, a cherished word gifts from the heart, from my heart to yours. So Blythe and her daughter, Kaylin, as if they need another dynamic duo, it's amazing, it runs in this family. Uh, Blythe and her daughter, Kaylin, have co-authored a book called Let's Be Friends, a tween devotional on finding and keeping strong friendships. And any of you out there with a tween, you know we need that. <laughs> now, Blythe lives in Colorado with her husband and three teenagers. So welcome to the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, Dr. Helen and Blythe. We are so excited to have such a dynamic mother-daughter duo on the show. Thank you for being here. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, Bethany. Man. Well, I got to say, I am so impressed. Number one, with the generational legacy that y'all are leaving with just being so awesome. You know, Dr. Helen, you know, being an educator, being in counseling and psychology, and then raising an amazing daughter, Blythe. And then Blythe, you're raising your amazing daughter, Kaylin. And I'm just amazed at this family legacy, especially of communication, of serving, of loving. So how did you get this started? How did you start this amazing family tree? I think it goes back to our heart's desire to help families strengthen, be strengthened. And specifically, we were looking at mother-daughter relationships and and, and now we're looking at um, not just family relationships, but friendships as well. And so it is our heart to strengthen men and women to, to be um, restorers of relationships mm-hmm. and to create a legacy of love and, and friendship and leadership and, and healthy ways. And so, and it's been born out of trial and error. And it's been born out of my mom's own difficult story of, of being in a home where she wasn't being affirmed and she didn't have the kind of communication that she wanted. And so it's really out of those passions that we've 
we've been able to share these resources and we're so grateful that we've been able to. I I'm just so excited for you to share with our listeners. You know, the whole concept of this episode is really communication and affirmation because leadership is so relational. So whether you're, you know, leading a family, leading a group, or just kind of a leader within your friend group or leading at work, it's still relationship based. And so I love the fact that y'all are coming on to share your wisdom and your experiences. Cause Dr. Helen, you know, you didn't start that way, but you've changed your family tree and now you're impacting, you know, thousands of lives. I think of you as an educator, how many lives have you impacted there? And now you and Blythe are coming together to show people and you're starting with the most important foundational relationship beyond just the relationship with God, but the relationship with your mother, that's really the first human relationship we have. And you're helping us understand communication and affirmation to build that relationship. So talk to me about, you know, how do you start? What is affirmation? I guess let's start there with defining it. What is affirmation and why is it so important? Oh, it is our favorite topic. (laughs) It really is. Because uh, Blythe, she did see me suffer um, in her growing up years when my mother would be so angry and speak to me with such harsh words. So speech and all the verses, the many verses in scripture about watch your, guard your heart, watch your words. That's just been so important to me. And um, mother was a strong leader, but her speech made it very difficult to want to follow her. And so Blythe and I really have, we we call ourselves uh, we as trying to do a legacy of love. That's our goal is a legacy of love. And we know that it has a lot to do with speech and the way we approach people. My mom had a lot of good qualities, but the speech thing. She was very bossy and controlling. And it's just a, a people don't want to come close um, to someone that's got barnacles on them. <laughs> and I know that probably your group has studied well for years of, about uh, ways to come close. But for me, I it it has been God showing me some word pictures. We, Blythe and I love Isaiah 58, 12 about uh, being repairs of the breach. And I I think that leaders are, are people that want to fix things, broken things. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. if you, there are some better ways to do that. And I'll, I'll share one right now. And uh, one that God showed me recently was that how important it was to take care of our own personal issues before we correct and become controlling and bossy of someone else. Absolutely. And, log and style, log and oh style. My, <laughs> yes, the log and the eye. And that, that is the very verse that God used when he taught me this, this visual. And it's to take care of your side of the net, whether you uh, like a visual of ping pong or tennis, but you need to first take care of the issues on your side of the net. It's so easy to look at the other side of the net and what's wrong with the people you're supervising or leading in some way, but your words need to be godly 
And absolutely. It's mm-hmm. hard because leaders see um, problems easily and and you want to approach them and help them, but your very first words need to be uh, under the supervision of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I have shared with teachers in the workplace for years and asking them to be real aware of the top bun. Um, for instance, the sandwich picture or visual, mm-hmm. the meat is the problem, but you don't go if you're a wise leader, you don't go straight to the problem. You put a top bun on and hopefully as many sesame seeds as you can muster to <laughs> just um, let your first words, especially mm-hmm. be something like, you know, what I want is to help you or Absolutely. what I, I want is a good relationship or what I want is for us to work as a team. And then you yes. can go to the more difficult one. Well, you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of uh, Mary Poppins, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so true. I love how Jesus asked questions even. He didn't go straight in mm-hmm. and correct his followers. He was quiet in his heart and asked very beautiful questions. Man, like, you have just dropped so much well. wisdom. Yeah. Everything that you're saying, kind of going back, you know, uh, think of all the taglines that you've heard, right? All of those little sayings, you know, people don't care what you know until they know you care. Um, The compliment sandwich, if you think about that sandwich, you know, you can't just come in, like you said, with the meat of the problem, you've got to start with other things because it's not all bad. And I think leaders are so busy that they just want to solve a problem, move on, solve a problem, move on. But let's go back to, again, leadership is about influencing people. And with people, it's based on relationships, right? You have to have a quality relationship. And on the podcast, I've said this a million times. If you don't understand the psychology behind people and relationships, you're going to be burned by it every time. You've got to understand the psychology and why relationships are so important. So Blythe, take that a little further. Talk to us about why the need for affirmation is so needed and how we just kind of ignore it. We just jump over it. Oh, they know what I think. They know I like them or they, they know that they're good and that we just skip over it. Why is affirmation so needed? I really believe that affirmation is so needed because oftentimes we assume that we know how people, um, that we appreciate them or they'll, you know, we, we assume that they already know that. And so it's like even a relationship with the spouse. We don't maybe always say, I love you because we're like, well, you know, they know, mm-hmm. I know, you know, they didn't know I love them. And so it's just this idea of just confirming your appreciation for someone and letting them know, because, you know, sometimes we, we never know that we might say something to somebody and it's the exact thing that they needed to help them through that day mm-hmm. where you are able to say, Hey, you're doing a good job. Or, um, you know, I really like how, I really like how you handled that situation or, you know, and that's something that we can do as mothers and daughters and family members to each other is to just affirm. And, and that goes back to that primary relationship that you were talking about, Bethany, that we, we learn affirmation and we learn appreciation from a parent. Yes. It may be a mother, it may be a father. And sometimes those those affirmations aren't even there. And that can affect how we lead in the workplace or how we even view our relationship with God, that we judge things based on that relationship. And so it's just really important that even if we didn't get that affirmation, as mom said, she, she didn't get 
some of the verbal affirmation that she would have wanted or appreciated, but we can turn things around and we can be that person that looks at other leaders and says, you know, I I appreciate what you're doing. I see your sacrifices. And so, you know, sometimes people don't really uh, take us seriously until we've been able to pour something into them. And then they know that we're relating to them. And I, and I see that with mothers and daughters as well. I think it's some mm-hmm. something that a lot of times people will say, oh, you know how that mother-daughter relationship is. It's really <laughs> tension-filled. And and we just want to share that there can be a better way to, to approach relationships within the family. We don't have to live under that declaration of, oh, things are tight or things are rough. Mm-hmm. And, and that applies um, to, to how you see your family members and also the people that you work with that you don't have to be, oh, you know, she's just one of those bosses that's really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we can speak words of life. That's the big thing for us is just speaking, affirming words and giving people um, word gifts is really the way that we've termed it. Yes. I love that word gifts. You know, and I think so often we can just get stuck in a rut of thinking, right? We believe the lies or we believe the stories. We believe the baggage that people come in with. Dr. Allen, you know this, you know, there's something behind the behavior of the person. That's the psychology of it. You can't take it at surface level. You've got to dig deeper into what's causing that behavior. And so, you know, as leaders, the whole point of communication is, hey, I have a message. I need to deliver it so that one, you hear it, two, you understand it, and then three, you buy into it. That is my goal as a leader is to walk you through those phases. But if you hear, you know, the word relationship, the first of it starts with relate. Mm -hmm. You have to relate to the person so that they hear it and understand it. And you have to have that relationship before it even goes there. So, you know, whenever you see the behavior of someone acting out, whether it be a child or if you have, ooh, in marriage, the silent treatment or (laughs) the ignoring, you know, or the relationship with a parent uh, that's really hard, you've got to dig deeper, peel back those layers of the onion to find out what's what's behind that behavior. And so, you know, how, how do you step in? Let's say I have a bad relationship with a parent, with a, a kid, a spouse, or a coworker. How do I, where do I start with turning that around so that I can communicate in a positive way, especially if I have a history of having a loose tongue? Well, I, I'd like to take that one. If you don't mind, just what I was thinking as you were speaking, Bethany, was just how severe wounding is and it lasts for a lifetime uh you know most of the stories that people give me when they come to me for counseling involves having been wounded usually Mm -hmm. verbally and this is why every word that we say needs to be measured and uh, it's very hard to unwound someone (laughs) uh it god is the one that heals our hearts and it's just a, a wonderful gift when you have friends or uh, associates that build to you and mm-hmm. affirm you and build you up, not in a, a fake way, but sincerely. I know when Blythe was a tiny girl, someone very wise said, now I hear you complimenting your daughter, how adorable she looks, (laughs) she said, but at, you know, tonight she's going to take off that cute little dress and you want to be sure that you've given her the words she needs for her heart. And that has stuck with me. Blythe and I've talked about it Mm -hmm. a great deal. So good. It's a, 
you're investing in people's hearts when you are a leader. And the the very words that you say are going to stick with them forever, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Blythe, what would you want to add to that? Yeah, I I definitely agree. And And I think a place to begin is, you know, is to just simply go back to maybe a conversation that you had and to say, I know that didn't go the way that either one of us wanted it to. Can we go back and talk about that? I, I would like to say that I didn't mean to hurt your feelings if it came across that way, or to be able to say, I want to take responsibility for my, my words to you that day. I don't think they were the best choice of words. Like you can own what you, what you think your part in it is kind of like back to mom's example of the net taking care of what's on your side. And, and, you know, oftentimes we have seen that when we've done that with each other. And then when we do that, you know, with other people, people are often more likely to come closer to you. We talked about that, Bethany, too, just like we, as leaders, we want people to draw close Mm -hmm. to us. So when we take responsibility and it can just be, you know, we call it a conversation starter of just starting right where the offense or right where the, the problem is, you don't have to go back and try and figure out who said what, but like just starting right there and just in our fast paced world, a lot of times being able to just address what happened and taking responsibility. And you may even need to ask for forgiveness or just mm-hmm. to say that, you know, I'm so sorry. I did not mean for that to come out that way. And, and then we can move on. We don't have to struggle in that place of hardship, but, but we really can clear it up with a conversation. Oh yes. I think about how many problems can be solved. If people just talked about it instead of, you know, I read this book and it was, um, called crucial conversations. And it's about how we, you know, build up stories in our minds, right? If we don't continue the conversation and get to the root of it, then I'm going to build up a story about why you said what you said and what that really means. And, you know, adding all of these other attachments on there and it makes it a bigger problem. And, you know, in leadership and home, a lot of times we just sweep things under the rug and we don't say, hey, let's handle it right now, real time, talk through it so that, you know, we have a better understanding. We have a better dialogue of what that means. And then, like you said, take ownership of each part. And that's so important. So, guys, I want to pause for a second and just recap with they have given so much wisdom at this point. One, communication matters. It is so biblical. It is all through the Bible about how important the tongue is and what it does. And Dr. Helen, you you said it perfectly. It creates wounds. You know, it's even compared to the rudder on a ship, the tiniest little part, mm-hmm. right? But it steers massive ships and it can really do damage. It can build, speak life or it can speak death over people. So one, communication matters. Two, affirmation is really about pouring into people that emotional support, and it can't be surface level. It's got to go deeper than that. And Dr. Helen, you gave a great example with Blythe. It can't just be about the beautiful dress she's wearing, because if if that's all that she's ever complimented on, guess what? She's going to attach her identity and worth to that beautiful dress. It's got to go deeper than that. And so affirmation, and, and Dr. Helen, I heard you say this, I believe affirmation leads to confirmation that you're appreciated. Right. And that may not affirmation that may not be everybody's love language if you've if you've read any of the love language books, but it's still important because it leads to that confirmation that I have value. And so, you know, thinking about your book, I love you, mom. You know, this is a devotional. This is a gift. And I love what you've done here because it's so intentional. Being a leader is all about being intentional too, being proactive, thinking ahead. 
So talk to us about how you kind of wrote that devotional and as a gift to your mom, but how it's intentional with affirming, you know, your mother in the actual book itself. Can you talk to us about how you laid that out and why you did that? Well, when we wrote Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, it really looked at some of these things that we're talking about with family backgrounds and hard wounds and how to repair those places and and, and what to do if, if you can't repair them, if, if that person's not willing or there, there's just some other circumstances that make it difficult how you can be whole yourself without um, you know, having other, the other person apologize to you if that's um, not possible, but we, mm-hmm. we really dove in deep in that book. And the outcome of that book was really hearing people say, this really helped me in my relationship with my daughter, with my mother. And so we wanted a way to celebrate mothers. And we, we thought through, you know, what could we do? And it would be word gifts or attributes, qualities of a mom that we could just affirm her with that. This is how we see you. These are the things that are um, true about you. And so we took um, a scripture uh, from the Bible with a story from our personal lives or from, from a biblical story and just tied it all together in, in hopefully a relatable way for moms to read a story and then to just receive the, the word picture at the very end. And, and so some of these are, you know, which is interesting. Some of them are, are actually qualities of a leader, like strong, mm-hmm. you are strong, you are a listener, you are patient, you're caring, you are loving. And so it's interesting that we see moms take these words and go, yes, that's how my child sees me. And then suddenly they want to become those things to an even greater degree. It's just like that small affirmation can sometimes lead to bigger and better confirmation of of them walking in their gifts and their strengths. And so we have 25 of these devotions with a word gift attached to each and a place in the book for you um, as the giver of this book to your mom or your mother-in-law or to a mom-like figure in your life mm-hmm. to write a message to, to the mom and just let them know a personal note of how you see them. It's like a greeting card. That's like a, a four color, beautiful book that has these devotions in it, but you can write in it and share your heart and let the person know how you see them, how you love them. And so that, that was our heart behind it was to to show moms the very important role that they play mm-hmm. as a mom, as a leader in the home. And so many times, you know, moms sort of get this back burner of view of, I- I'm just not that important because I'm just staying at home. I'm just raising children. And maybe I have a side business and maybe I long to be an entrepreneur or to, to be a leader in, a, in another setting, but this is where I am right now. And so we believe that moms are really the backbone of society and the backbone of the home. Um, certainly if there's a father in the home, they're, they're leading hopefully well as well, but, but moms really have the the job of leading hearts as well as, as bodies in the home, children in the home. And, and as those children grow, um, our role shifts, but it, it doesn't lessen any. And so we just want moms of all ages to know that they are important and they are, they are good leaders, even when they have hard days and days where we mess up because we all do, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't define your worth and it doesn't define your role as a mom. It just means that maybe that day didn't go as well. And you learn some things from it, just like you do (laughs) as a leader. Oh yeah. Every day. You know, and and something I I hope everybody out there listening is connecting the dots here. You know, on this podcast, it's very specific. It's helping you lead at work and at home, right? Professional and personal. 
because so many of the essential rocks are the same. You know, how do you build others up? How do you communicate with others? And so often, well, I don't want to generalize too much, but I really think we can focus on work and be one person at work and we give it all away to our employees or our coworkers or, you know, whoever it is that we're serving. And then we come home and we feel like we have nothing left to give to our family. And our kids see that they see, you know, how we are one way with some people and then a different way with them. And we want to make sure that we don't do that, that we're able to model quality leadership in every area of our lives because more is caught than taught. Am I right? Yes. (laughs) I love that you're sharing that principle. And Bethany, it is so critical. I know that the desire of your heart is to show uh, people how to be close, uh, to draw them into a nurturing relationship by being a good leader. And I really believe that one of the main ways is to be honest and Mm -hmm. a sort of three-tiered conversation would go something like this to to your child in the scenario you just played out. And that would be, I I had a, a, a lengthy day, children, and I need to tell you that I feel like I wasn't very nurturing when I first came home. And I, that's not what I want. I want us to always, you come first. And I I long to be a better uh, communicator. And so will you forgive me? Yeah. And anyway, that's maybe a poor example, but. No, that's to perfect, Dr. Helen. Honest conversation. Yeah. Let's say you have a coworker and you just didn't have your best shield on. <laughs> For the day, let's say that you, um, your speech wasn't what it needed to be, or your suggestions or your corrections to someone that you're a leader for. It's just so great to stop at, in the middle of, of a paragraph of that of your dialogue and say, you know, I just want to own my poor words. I've been um very non-nurturing and I have not communicated the care that I I want to for you. Will you forgive me? So I I just am glad I could share that that is one of the pitfalls of being a leader is that you're very open to the possibility that you, you could you're on a stage really and you're mm-hmm. teaching not only what you're talking about, but you're but who you are on the inside. Yes. You're modeling that. And yes. it needs to be something that Jesus did. <laughs> he was <laughs> the best at coming up to difficult situations and and asking questions usually. Mm-hmm. He didn't do um, controlling didactic conversations. He he would say, um, ask questions about their fishing, or in other words, he he was very approachable and didn't slide right into the correction. That's a good leader. That is so good. You know, and just to kind of come back and, and pick out those highlights, because again, every time both of you speak, I'm in awe. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. One 
you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be a perfect mom, perfect dad, a perfect parent, a perfect friend, a perfect leader, whatever. And so grow in your own emotional intelligence, your side of that tennis, you know, a court or the the uh, table tennis, a uh, ping pong, own it, become aware of that. And then, you know, speak into it and model, you know, so much is taught when you take ownership of your actions immediately and call it out, call out your mistakes and things that you've made. So one, grow in emotional intelligence and then call it out. And then two, like you were saying, I love the examples of Jesus all throughout there. If you just read the new Testament, every interaction he had, he was, he was very approachable and he didn't come in, you know, guns a blazing, I guess you can say. And a lot of times leaders are so task focused that we can do that. You know, even with parents, think about walking in on your kid, you know, like making a mess and you just like, "Ah!" (laughs) you know, leaders. And I say this a lot too, leaders, we've got to not react. We have to respond. And so you have to learn to stop that flow of emotion and say, how can I respond to this in a loving way? You know, are you okay? Hey, what are you doing? How's it going? So, you know, how can people, that's just my thoughts. How can you start this affirmation, these conversations to support people to build and what you both say and what everybody's hearing is a legacy, right? If you are pouring out love and care into other people and they're filled with that, guess what they're going to pour out love and care. So you guys are a great example of that legacy. How do we start especially if we don't have that in our background, how do we start that legacy in all of our relationships, that legacy of love and care? I really feel like the theme that's coming through is about humility and about being willing to go to someone and risk your own embarrassment of feeling like you are supposed to have it all together and, and risk that and say, you know, I noticed that when I said some this to you, I, I noticed your face changed a little bit or, oh, or, and I am so sorry if I said something to, to hurt you or, you, you know, noticing someone's actions, first of all, it shows them that you were actually paying attention to them, yeah. and <laughs> notice something. Um, but th- this idea of putting others and, and, you know, this is a scriptural principle, but we put others and we, we think about others as being more important than ourselves. And, you know, Jesus's words again, were that, that our work is, is for him, not for earthly measurement. And, and so the way that we treat relationships have an eternal, um, repercussion on them, you know, it isn't just for this life that we would be nice to people and treat them well, but it, it really can have an eternal impact. And, and so, you know, where I've, where I felt like I have, um, hurt someone within my own family to be able to go to them and actually did it today, uh, to, to one of my kids and just said, I, I feel like I might've hurt your feelings last night. Um, is, is there, is, is when I did this, did it create a response in you that felt hard? And, and so we, we, we were able to talk about it a little bit and, and I plan to do a little bit more work there, but it was just that act of noticing. Maybe isn't there something about the gift of noticing, um, maybe there's a book title there or something where it's just this idea of, of being willing to, to say, I noticed this about you. And if it has anything to do with me, I, I want to make sure that, that we're clear. Yeah. I that think at the heart of it, people want to be seen, heard and valued, right? Yep. And everything you just said helps them feel seen, heard and valued. To your point, Blythe, I love that you shared that. I, I was 
tracking with you. And I'll just add that maybe a possible next step would be to ask that person um, that you are, say, the leader of, the mother of, is ask them what you might have said differently to, that would have helped. Um, I've been in that conversation recently with someone, and it's so liberating to be able to ask for their help. I, I think a good leader is always trying to include, we've been talking about that this morning, including them in the process. And it's fun to include them in the uh, the solution, I should say. Mm, yeah. And Blythe and I have really enjoyed doing that. We have a number of those conversations in our mended book. Uh, how you, a way to ask and invite the other person to come into the solution. In fact, I, I asked someone just a couple of days ago, uh, how would have been a better way for me to ask you such and such? and let them help me with the solution. And it's a, it, it brings you close. Plus you've solved a problem and then <laughs> you have gotten to be uh, humbled again, which mm -hmm. is a very good thing for a leader. Man. Oh, you know, everybody just sit there and chew on this. You know, it's really not about you. Leadership is about other people. And again, leadership here, leading your family, leading your friends, leading a group at church, leading at work. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of that. Whenever, whenever you're influencing other people, it's not about you. You've got to humble yourself. And whenever you humble yourself, it's like you put on a different pair of glasses and you see things that you've never seen before. You start to, like Blythe was saying, notice, you notice other people's facial expressions or reactions. And then with a humble heart, like what Dr. Helen was saying, it leads you to the next step of asking for feedback of, hey, how can I grow better in the conversation, especially, okay, let, let's just use this example of when you first get married right? You're excited. You have that honeymoon phase. It's amazing. And then you realize, oh, wait, I didn't marry somebody just like me. And then you have this immediate, like major communication mm -hmm. problem <laughs> and you have to figure out how to communicate to each other. And so that's a, that's a huge relationship communication piece in your life, but to take it to work or family or whatever, you still have to learn how to communicate with other people. Um, and so asking, just asking, how can I do a better job communicating with you? Or how could I've said that better it's a great first step in mending those relationships. I love it. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask, you know, as we're talking about communication and affirmation and feedback, you know, just saying, I love you. And it's so overused today or saying good job. It's so generic. You have to be more specific than that. So can you guys give us examples or give us, you know, any ideas of how can we give specific affirmation or feedback beyond the I love you's and attaboys? Mm -hmm. I think naming a quality about someone mm -hmm. is really helpful. And that's what we really, again, wanted to try to do with I love you, mom, is to attach a quality to mm -hmm. someone and, and let them know that you see them as that quality. I think that helps someone define a little bit more about maybe their strengths and their gifts. When we can say, I notice that you're um, a, a really great, you know, caretaker, you, you take care of things, you make sure things happen. Um, and, and, and then I think if you notice, and you can say to someone like, 
I loved it when you spoke up and said such and such, or I loved it when you use this phrase. I think people, again, like to be noticed and heard. And so maybe those are just two ideas of just simple ways to notice what what someone says and then call it out. Mm -hmm. Or you did such a good job during the meeting when you said that, because then the whole meeting turned into your direction, um, just affirming people, not again, not in a, in a way just to, um, stroke someone's image or ego, but, but really to just affirm their gifts. So that's the, the idea would be to just help them move further along into their giftings that they would see that those are their strengths. Yes. So Dr. Helen, I'm going to give an example and I I have a feeling that you will recognize this. So being in education, you will have one student who acts terrible for one teacher, and then they'll go into a different class and be amazing with the other teacher. Do you think, just based upon all of your knowledge and counseling and psychology and just being an educator, do you think it has to do with how that teacher treated that child? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I think that the Bible is really clear about how rules affect us. We rebel, don't we, with uh, strict, um, really c- control and uh, a lot of legalism. And I believe the Lord taught us so much about grace and the teachers I have seen that have used the shoulds and the should nots and the um, punishing um, routines at school. They, that those children were quite rebellious, Mm -hmm. but when there is an effort to cherish them and learn to come close emotionally with this child and to involve yourself as a a nurturer the child just blooms I just love it when I I saw those two examples all the time yeah and it's natural for leaders to want to make rules in fact there's some teacher posters I used to beg my teachers to not buy. It's the ones that says, sit down, be quiet, (laughs) the list. And I said, instead, would you just circle up your children first week of school and say, what is it that you all would like to see? And the children would, would say, well, I don't want anybody to take my stuff. And so we'd write that down. And I let the children... Um, initiate the rules, what we call the rules, but they were invested in them because they, yeah, they got to help with it, and they didn't feel like uh, the the leaders were coming down on them. They they got to be involved. Involvement is a good a good principle. In, and involvement and calling out the best in people. Yeah, it does so much when you call out good things in people, and they're like, "Really, me." And then before you know it, like Blythe, you said this earlier, they want to be more of that, right? They want to continue to, to grow in that area. So calling out is so important. All right, guys, as we end this episode, I just can't thank you enough for all of you know your experience and your wisdom with communication and how important it is and how biblical it is to speak life into people. So out of everything that you've said, what are some key takeaways for our listeners to walk away with? We want our conversations to be uplifting and to be full season, full of salt. In fact, um, Colossians four talks about this. And I I love how this just reminds us that, 
um, in verse five, it says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. And, and I think that speaks so well of just this idea of making the most of every opportunity. It's not always going to be perfect the way we affirm people or don't affirm people. But if that is our goal, that we think about how, how can I do the best that I can today, no matter what else is going on in the world or in my home or in my workplace, what's the way that I can, I can honor other people in a way that I'm making the most of this day. And as I was doing a little bit of looking into salt and references to salt in the Bible, I I was really caught by this idea that salt has permanence and loyalty and, and durability and purification. Of course, we know that part, but if we, if we think the fact that I'm, I'm going to be salt in, in my world today, I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be durable in my setting. I'm not going to just, you know, um, flake out. Um, I'm going to try and purify the situation as much as I can with my words. I think, I think those are some of the takeaways as far as just doing, doing our part and, and that doesn't mean striving. It means just living from a place of, of naturally wanting to make sure that we're doing this checklist and sometimes stopping ourselves in the middle of the day and just saying, man, am I, am I really letting my circumstances take over or am I, am I directing my circumstances, directing my day in the way that it needs to go? Or am I letting other people direct that for me? And so those are my thoughts. I love it. I love it. Seasoned with salt. Um, So what is one poor decisions, you know, out of all of the amazing advice you've given us about, you know, leaders do this, what's one poor decision, poor decision you would warn our leaders to avoid? What's something we shouldn't do? Oh, I, I just would take us again to our emphasis on words. I, I would say, don't explode. <laughs> no matter what circumstance happens, and Blythe has heard me use this word picture often, and it's two cups bumping. And I, I have used it in for countless years, and it's the best visual that, uh, that I could possibly uh, use to explain when, when you see somebody blowing it for instance it could be a leader it could be a follower but have you heard them say the expression you make me so mad mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh but the truth is is i may have bumped your cup but what came out of your cup i'm not responsible for oh I, Ooh, I, i've good. always connected it to proverbs 4 23 that guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life and so when when we are in a relationship and all relationships are pretty messy but there's bound to be a, a disagreement or a difference of opinion mm-hmm. um but Blythe and I have come to the place where we have said we can disagree about anything it's the relationship that we hang on to and yes. and want to help grow but when when you hear that message, you make me so mad. Yeah. In your own head, you can say, I, I may have bumped their cup and I probably need to figure out. And you could ask them later, how could I have helped you 
uh, what is something I could have said or done to help you? But mm-hmm. that, that's that awesome. I love it. Words matter. Words they do really matter. But and that, that is an excellent summary. Words matter. Le- leaders, everything that comes out of your mouth, you can build people up or you can tear them down. Mm-hmm. You know, we can still have hard conversations, but if you have the relationship, they know it's out of love. I'm yeah. speaking to you out of care and love, and they are able to receive it. And, and so your words matter as leaders. All right. Blythe and uh, Dr. Helen, where can our leaders, our listeners go to learn more about you and your work? Well, we have a website and it is our mended hearts. So O-U-R mended hearts.com. And on that, we have some resources that we've talked about today. We have some conversation starters that you can download. And so we would, we would love to to have awesome. you come and, and check out the website. We also are are both on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. And so we'd love to connect with you there. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, Bethany. And well, I guess I'm going to have links in the show notes to all of these things, to ourmendedhearts.com, to their Facebook and Instagram. And I just really kind of want to summarize with this. You know, Miss Helen summarized it perfectly. Our words matter. But if you struggle with your words and you don't know how to be less critical and then to speak life into people, start with your mom. You know, that is the relationship or you're even your dad. It, it doesn't really matter. Start with somebody close to you and try to learn how to speak life and to mend your words and season them with salt with your closest relationships. And again, you know, their book, um, Mended Hearts or I Love You, Mom, is a great place to help you start. So definitely check out the links. I've got, I've got links in the show notes to both books and let that guide you with your closest relationships. And guess what? As you build that heart for care and speaking with salt, it's going to flow over into all of your other relationships at work. And I'm even talking about that very hard coworker that you have that you really struggle with. Once your heart turns to really to love like Jesus, to speak like Jesus, it's going to affect every relationship. So make sure you check that out in the show notes. And guys, until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you may know how you ought to answer each person. <laughs>